0: Well, hello there friend and welcome to the My Adoption Coach Podcast. I am so glad that you decided to join us today. My name is Amanda and I'm an adoption profile expert. I help hopeful adoptive families create, edit, and share their adoption profiles with expectant families so that you can match faster. I do this by giving you step-by-step resources to help you all along your adoption journey. So let's dive right in. Want to learn how to adopt a baby in 2023? Well, that's exactly what we're going to cover inside this episode. If you haven't already done so, please take just a moment to subscribe or follow the podcast. And if you're loving the content you're hearing, I sure would appreciate a rating and review as well. Okay. This is going to be one of those episodes that you're going to want to open the notes app on your phone or grab a pencil and piece of paper, because I'm going to walk you through not only the steps to adopt, but I'm going to give you a few tips here there just to help you again, have an easier experience when you're adopting. So the very first step in the process is that you need to research the different types of adoption that exist. There are so many different types of adoption, anything from foster care and international adoption to surrogacy and embryo adoption. And then there's more traditional adoption types that people often think about, like adoption agencies, adoption attorneys, adoption consultants, and then even self-matching, which can also go by a zillion different names, like private adoption, independent adoption, identified adoption. But all of those different routes of adoption, each have their own processes and each have a different set of criteria which would make that the right or the wrong type of adoption for you. So the very first thing you need to do before you do anything else is really understand and the differences between those types of adoption, and choose which one is really best for you. But before you make that choice, you need to understand the laws in your state. You need to understand what is legal. Because there are no federal laws that apply to every single part of the adoption, state law really steps in and governs the adoption process in the state's. And so it's important that you know that in some states, you can self match and some states you can't. Some states you can use what's called an adoption facilitator, or maybe even a consultant. In some states, you can. So you want to make sure you understand what is legal in your state, before you make a choice that that's definitely the right path for you, right? Because obviously, you're, you're not going to move across state lines in order to use that method of matching for your adoption. Okay, so the third step is you've got to ultimately determine which method of matching is right for you. Obviously, you can't do that until you understand all of the nuances about each different type of adoption and the laws in your state. But then I have a a vision casting exercise that helps you really walk through and make the choices between those different types of adoption. So if you need help with that, my friend, head on over to myadoptioncoach.com backslash pathway and there's a simple easy tool there that will help you walk through that process and you can determine which one is right for you. So now once you've determined which one is right for you, you're going to move on to the fourth step, which is financially planning for your adoption. Now, I know this is likely the step that keeps everybody up at night, right? We think of like this gigantic number and have no idea how we're going to actually achieve that number. And then sometimes it can even paralyze us into not making our decision on which type of adoption is right for us or even worse into actually not moving forward with the adoption process overall. So I want you to hear me say, when it comes to financial planning, there are simple ways to really break down that big, scary number into manageable bite-sized chunks. But again, you have to do this work in the right order because the last thing you want to do is to say, okay, I'm I'm ready to move forward with an agency adoption. And I keep kind of paying for the, the fees or the this or the that as I get ready into that you know uh, method of matching. And then you're ready to go live. But yet, you don't have all of the other funds saved, and they present you an opportunity. Well, you can't move forward with that opportunity until you can, you know, afford to pay for that opportunity. So, you don't want to be caught in that type of situation, my friend. So, Again, there are some easy, simple ways of really kind of deconstructing the number that you need to reach, right? You can think about savings. You can think about grants and fundraisers, maybe picking up some side hustles, you know, different things like that to really help you walk through that um, to really meet your number. And I, of course, I have a financial planning tool that I use with my one to one clients, where again, we just eat that elephant one bite at a time so that we can reach the goal of where they need to be. In order to pay for their adoption. Okay, so once you've determined how you're gonna pay for your adoption, and then you're gonna move on to picking your adoption partners. And what this really means is you're going to decide okay, based upon this method of matching, I'm going to work with an adoption attorney and I'm gonna go start interviewing adoption attorneys. Or based upon this type of method of matching, I'm gonna work with an adoption agency. And I'm going to start interviewing adoption agencies. I will say that oftentimes uh, my clients, we will kind of do the financial planning and the interviewing at the same time so that we can get an idea of what the expenditures are going to be with those particular partners that they're considering so that we have a really accurate financial plan. And then we update that as we go along. But The other aspect of really ensuring that you're picking the right partner is, is just that, is finding someone that you can trust that you feel really comfortable with that you know is a professional in this space that has experience in this space. They can help you through whatever it is you need help with, right? And partners might look like, again, an agency attorney or consultant. That's kind of a a no-brainer, but other partners might be support services for yourself or for um, your expectant family as it relates to like mental health services. That is something that's really important and is often overlooked. You might need help from an adoption profile expert to help you create the story of your family to share with expectant families. So again, there are different partners that you're going to need. And it's important to understand all those different partners, how that attaches to the different methods of matching and really do the research to find the right one. So once you've found the right adoption partner, then you're going to move forward into the home study phase. Now, aside from paying for the adoption, home study is one of the other kind of three triggering spots, quite honestly, in the adoption journey, because it feels like someone's literally passing judgment on you. And I get it, my friend. I totally remember being just honestly scared out of my mind when it came to the adoption home study process. And it was just like, someone's going to come in with a white glove and expect by baseboards. And then she's going to ask me all of these questions that are really tough and difficult. And I don't know how to answer them properly and, and all of these things. But I want you to hear me say it's okay. They are human. <laughs> they recognize that the humanity in us as well. And it's there are really kind of three phases, if you will, to the adoption home study process. The first is what I lovingly call "mount paperwork." Right? You have a mountain of paperwork, and this is where we really, as adoptive parents, deliver our poundage as it relates to the baby. People often say, "I delivered a ten-pound baby," and I'm like, "Great, I delivered a thirty pounds of paperwork." Right? Uh, but that's really the first phase is paperwork. The second phase is that home inspection and interview. So they literally do come to your house. They're trying to make sure that, you know, things are safe and that, you know, the baby's not going to fall down a flight of stairs or into a pool or be able to stick their finger in a light socket, you know, those types of basic things. But then they're also going to want to discuss with you, how you intend to parent, how you intend to care for a baby afterwards, you know, have you processed any grief as it relates to infertility or other things that might have brought you to adoption if that's part of your story. And then the third phase will be once baby's home, there are going to be post-placement visits between um, the time baby comes home from the hospital before the actual finalization period. So hear me say that the home study is not as bad as we all fear and as we all kind of work ourselves up to believe. And again, there are simple step-by-step processes that you can follow to get yourself really ready or the home study process. Okay, so the next step is to learn what types of adoption profiles are needed based upon your method of matching. So if you are working with an agency, they might require a physical profile book, and that might be the only thing that you're allowed to provide. But there are other ways that you can connect with people emotionally, outside of just the written word, that we can always sneak into your book. Of course, fully meeting all their rules, but there are other creative ways to help you stay out depending upon what method of matching you're using and what profile type is appropriate for that. So if you're working with an agency, they might require a profile book or they might have the opportunity for like three paragraphs on their website, or they might even let you send out like a little brochure about your family. If you're working with a consultant, they're pretty much going to want some digital methods and some physical methods so that they can be able to provide your profile, whatever format that you might end up needing based upon that agency or attorney that they ultimately end up recommending you to. If you're working with an attorney, they're likely going to want a profile book and a website so that people can see it if they're matching you. Or if you're self-matching, they're going to want you to have social media and a website and maybe some other physical adoption collateral that they can share with people that come into their office as well. So again, each different type of matching is going to require its own different type of profile. And then once you determine what type of profile you need, you need to move into the creating your profile stage, which is the next step. And you really need to have a deep understanding of how to make an emotional connection with your intended audience, so expectant parents, when they're looking at your profile. Now, you don't want this to be manipulative. You don't want this to be inauthentic. Instead, what you want to do is tell your authentic story of your family in a really clear fashion so that it makes it easier and faster for them to get to know you i have a firm belief that there are the right expectant parents for the right hopeful adoptive parents that there really are true matches out there for each and you want to enable expectant parents to go through profiles quickly so that they can determine whether or not they're interested in learning more about you and whether or not you make that first initial connection because what you don't want to have happen is a disruption to happen in the adoption, you know, kind of matching phase before or after baby's born, because ultimately they don't feel comfortable with you because they don't know you. Now there are a million other reasons why a disruption can happen. Hear me say that, and I recognize that for sure. But there is definitely a comfort level that needs to be created between hopeful adoptive families and expectant families, and that really only happens when you use the right type of information by each different profile type. So if you have a profile book or a website, those are going to be a little bit longer form and tell a little bit more about your story in a deeper fashion. And kind of one click back from that, within your um, social media accounts, you're not going to be able to tell quite as much about yourself and your family through a social media account. One, just because it doesn't organize as easily and cleanly. But two, that's really not the mindset that people are in when they are looking at a social media account. They're looking for the pictures to make the instant connection, a little you know bit of copy about you. And then they want to click off to a website so that they have the opportunity to see and learn you a little bit more in an organized fashion. And then you're going to have things that are even kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum there from an information perspective, that is more that physical adoption collateral that's really just designed to get to people to come look at your website or come to your social media or other things like that. So again, really kind of those steps work really hand in hand. You need to understand what method of matching really needs what type of different profiles. And then once you determine that, then really what type of information do you need in that profile in order to make that emotional connection, in order for someone to actually move you with you into the next stage, which is where you are matching and finalizing your adoption. And again, depending upon the different type of match or method of matching that you're using, that matching process is going to look entirely different. It might be, look like someone working through one of your adoption partners from a communication perspective. The expectant family may only be talking to your agency, attorney, consultant, etc. Or they may be talking directly to you, or there may be some combination of that in between as well. But in this phase of the adoption process, that's where you're talking with expectant families, we're making plans to place this child for adoption, then baby's born, and we're working through the legal steps of kind of that process all the way up to finalization. So, Again, each different type or method of matching is going to have different impacts on each of those steps as it relates to the process that you need to follow. And you don't want to follow them out of order because that's going to cost you time. And quite honestly, it could cost you a bunch of money too, especially if you go and do something like getting an adoption home study by someone uh, before you actually choose your adoption partner. then your adoption partner may have requirements that you use someone in particular for that. And they may require you to do it all over again. So you don't want to avoid those costly mistakes. And if you need help in that endeavor, then head on over and check out the private adoption program, where I walk you through each different method of matching and what all of the steps are for the adoption process based upon that method of matching. And of course, I give you in-depth tools like the financial planning document. I walk you through an Excel spreadsheet where you actually build your financial a plan. I'll walk you through tools like how do you actually interview partners and choose the right partner for you. Then we talk about your home study and how to prep. I give you a checklist of how to get your house ready and how to really prep yourself for those interviews with some commonly asked questions. Then when it comes to your profile, I teach you at a high level what different types of profiles you need based upon each method of matching. And then I even give you bonus resources like how to prepare for maternity leave? What do you do for baby showers when it comes to adoption and registries and and all of those types of things as well. So if you want to check that out, head on over to myadoptioncoach.com backslash program, and you'll find out all of the information there. I trust that this has been incredibly helpful, my friend, for you to actually understand the step-by-step process of adoption overall, and then some of the nuances that come along with each different method of matching. Remember, adoption does not have to be overwhelming. I'm here to help you every single step and even sub-step along the way to reaching your goal. I'll see you soon, friend.